0: Hello and welcome to Twin Talk. This is Angie and I'm here with my sister Joy and we are at our mom's house on this lovely Sunday night in September. We're both really tired and Joy's just telling me about all her woes and angst and all the many hats that she's having to wear in life. So Joy, you want to elaborate (laughs) or you just want to get on with it? (laughs) Oh, I just, we're going to look back at this one day and laugh. But yeah, just, just like many people, I have a lot on my plate Teaching and my daughter's in Girl Scouts and I'm going to be heading up a National Honor Society for Spanish. I'm also over Spanish club looking at building a house. I'm sorry. I can't help but laugh because five seconds before we started the podcast, she didn't sound this calm. No, <laughs> She did not sound calm at all. And no. I told her, I said, this this would make a great podcast to yeah. talk about your life. It's just very, I'm just very, very busy. And just even trying to do a podcast seems like climbing a mountain. But we're yeah. going to do it tonight. So tonight we are scaling Mount Everest. Yes. Joy literally doesn't have the time to do this. It's 20 minutes until 9. She needs to be home with her husband and her daughter. But that's okay. But here okay. she is. She's so dedicated to Twin Talk. Talk. Yes, and this book is totally worth it. It is worth missing a little bit of sleep to talk about this book. Wow, that that was, was, what a segue. Joy. <laughs> I don't know if that was the best lie you ever told or no. no. I'm telling the truth, this <laughs> okay. book. Well, we're about to get into it. Stay tuned. Okay, so the book that she is talking about is Troublemaker by Leah Remini. Well, tagline, Surviving Hollywood and Scientology this book is basically a memoir and for those of you who don't know who she is she's an american actress producer author and comedian it was published in 2015 and the book chronicles her life her acting career and her experiences as a member of the church of scientology from a young age and her subsequent her subsequent split from scientology It actually got a lot of favorable reviews. I was curious about that, Joy, Mm -hmm. because I thought it was a good book. And I was wondering what others thought about it. Uh, But it quickly became a bestseller. And it actually did reach number one on the New York Times bestseller. It was also number one on Apple's iBooks. Uh, but guess who was critical of it? Can you guess? Uh, the Scientology people. Yeah, <laughs> the Scientology people. They didn't like this book. They were highly mm, critical. Gee, of I it. wonder why. <laughs> I don't know. It could be just for you, those of you who haven't read the book. She she so, let's just say she brings out all the dirt yeah. on the Church of Scientology. Uh, so no wonder they were critical of it. So if you're interested in reading it, it is 256 pages, and on Audible it was seven hours and. 12 minutes. Now, seven hours, Joy, you and I both know, that's an easy. Yeah, that's that's a quick listen. That's a quick listen. You can do that, heck, if you, you could do that in a day if you wanted to, if you had a full Saturday to yourself and weren't doing anything. Joy, there's a couple of reviews I wanted to read to you just to get your response. Newsweek described Troublemaker as a breezy and snarky 250 pages of Scientology dirt that offers <laughs> up some juicy tidbits from her decades in the church. <laughs> what do you jigger at that? Snarky. <laughs> That's funny. I like that word. Did you think it was snarky? I guess some of it a little bit. Yeah, I, I think she's pretty snarky.
1: <laughs> Under the Radar
0: magazine called it a brave book written in a frank and readable style, which is engaging from the first page to the end. Did you feel engaged yes, all throughout the yes, book? Yes, yes, it is a definite page turner. I wanted to hear everything, I wanted to hear every last detail. Yeah, and that's the reason I like that review is because when they, the word engaging, I, that's what I want to get across to our readers our listeners, I'm sorry, is, it is engaging. Like, I literally, she held my attention from the first sentence to mm-hmm. the last. Yeah, and I think we should put a general warning out there for people mm-hmm. who may not be familiar with her. This is a girl from the Bronx, mm-hmm. or she's from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, mm-hmm. I guess J-Lo's from the Bronx. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she's from Brooklyn, and I understand. That's how she grew up. She The F-bomb this, F-bomb that. And we're, you know, we're not used to that. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're... In our walk of life. And mm-hmm. so, just a precaution to those who maybe are offended by the F word. She says the F word a lot. A lot. She throws it around a lot. But honestly, I just got used to it. Because it's, it's part of who she is. It's part of her Brooklyn persona. It's like mm-hmm. part of... Her personality, yeah. So I'm, and it's almost like I forgave her more for using mm-hmm. it than I do other people because I just feel like that's part of her.
1: Yeah, some people like I
0: feel like they want they they have to talk that way just to get noticed or for mm-hmm. shock value. But with her, you could tell that was just how it's she, just part of her DNA. Part of who She is, mm-hmm. yeah. The other thing I wanted to read real quick was the Church of Scientology was strongly critical of the book and they released a statement accusing Remini of having become a bitter ex-Scientologist. They wanted her to move on with her life instead of pathetically exploiting her former religion, her former friends, and other celebrities for money and attention. So they're, you know, of course, they're saying she wrote this book for attention and for money, Mm -hmm. okay, and also probably for a little bit of revenge because she left the church. The last thing I want to mention before we move on is in the wake of the book's publication, former Scientologists contacted Remini to tell her about their own experiences in the church, and this prompted her to develop Leah Remini Scientology and the Aftermath, which is a nine-episode television series for the cable network A&E, and it had major ratings and was a great success, and the reason I want to mention that there was a series spun off from it was because I also watched the series, the series that Leah did, and it was unmasking and revealing all these Scientology secrets, and she brought on dozens of other former Scientologists who had horrible stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? No, but after talking to you, I want to see it. Okay. And after reading the book, I want to see it. Okay, i got to tell you, if you think the book was good, mm-hmm. OMG, that <laughs> series... I cannot tell you how interesting it was. Now, okay. my husband, you know, every time he'd walk in the room, I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And this was probably a year ago it. This I was on A E. It was on, I think I watched it on Netflix. Okay. I'm not sure it's still on there, but I think it was at the time. And he would come in every night. Are you still watching that? What are you seeing that? Right. Well, I mean, I was like, it is. it was so fascinating and interesting. Like, you, trust me, I know you well enough, you would love it. So, mm-hmm. I highly recommend um our listeners to also to read the book and then watch the series now like i said it was i think i said it was like eight episodes or something whatever it was it but to me it was just so fascinating it's worth your time okay so joy before you read the book were you familiar with leah remini did you even know who she was I, you know i knew her name i knew she was an actress i knew she was like the spunky girl like i said from brooklyn and I knew that she was in that King of Queens. And you mm. and Corby, you said y'all would watch that all the time. Yes. For some reason, I don't know why. That's just, I don't know if I was just too busy or I didn't get the channel or what. But I never did watch that show. I've only seen a few episodes. And I always thought it was funny. And I thought uh, Ben Stiller's dad, Jerry Stiller. Jerry I always Stiller. thought he was, I always thought that it was really funny and it was a good show. But I bet I've only seen two or three episodes. Whereas yeah. you and Corby, I feel like have maybe seen every episode. Yeah, Corby has a friend and he told Corby one night, he's like, my gosh, that show is so funny. So we started watching it. Well, immediately we were hooked to it. And mm-hmm. she is very talented. She's a very she's a definitely a comedic actress. Mm-hmm. She's the part fits her to a T. Oh yeah, it, it it's like her. the script was she's, written. She's for her. like the mean the mean wife. You know, she's just right. not a nice person. Mm-hmm. But she is so funny. And, and what I love about I'm just going to give a little plug for King of Queens. What I love about it is it's not political. Mm-hmm. there's no sex there's no violence it is right. like this is something i can 90 percent of the episodes I could sit down and watch Right, just with my a blue collar funny yeah for everyday american yeah shows and it is, it read, is, it's yeah. genuinely funny right it's just funny and so. that's why she talks in the book mm-hmm. about how it would never won any awards mm-hmm. it, it just they got snubbed yeah year after year after year and i hate that because I've heard not just from you but several people how funny it is yeah it, it yeah i agree all right so what about the church of scientology do are you familiar with
1: any so of their i their heard practices? of the
0: Church of Scientology, because you know all the famous people who are involved with it, like John Travolta, and I guess his wife was involved in it for yeah, a while. Yeah, i got to tell you, I'm really surprised, his name is mentioned in the book, mm-hmm. but she does not give out any details about his involvement at no. all. Just, he's just briefly mentioned a couple of times. Yeah. So I knew mm-hmm. he was in it, and I think maybe his wife Kelly, and then like mm-hmm. uh, Kirstie Alley, mm-hmm. and then I knew Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. but I just knew like the famous people who are involved, but I didn't know much of, i didn't know hardly anything about it until i read this book and okay. it's shocking to me kind of some of the stuff they believe and mm-hmm. what they're required to do and the i guess we're going to get into this in a minute but the hundreds of thousands of dollars like leah mm-hmm. she talks about the money you have to pay to take all these courses and they're not cheap and then, she's, and then she would donate on top of the hundreds of thousands for these courses. She would donate millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And then she talked about um, people who can't afford it. You know, she's probably a little bit wealthy because of her career. And then she talked about, well, what about these everyday Americans who are paying all this money and going in debt over it? That's the part that was shocking to me was the money required mm-hmm. to take the courses to keep going up in the religion. Throughout the book, one thing that people need to understand is Leah, she gets involved in the church in a very early age. I'm just curious so did you find her to be like reliable or like or believable did you did you find her to be believable well to me that's her one of her greatest assets she is brutally honest Mm -hmm. she's not one of these people who minces words she tells it like it is she's not scared she doesn't back down to me because her personality is the way it is it makes her more believable why would she lie right what where what she has nothing to gain by lying because she's already losing Mm -hmm. because you know what is it called when they disown you basically yes they call you a Uh, she said it so much in the book i can't believe it an sp you're a suppressive person person, which Mm is i'm sorry it's such a stupid (laughs) uh, term mm -hmm. suppressive person Mm -hmm. but um yeah i mean she had nothing to gain maybe Mm -hmm. a little money from the book but as far as her reputation Mm -hmm. and keeping friends and family and things like that she was losing everything i just think she's super believable i do too and the reason why i totally believe her is number one it's her personality to be brutally honest and she admits all her flaws right off the bat. Oh, yeah, I love you. that. That she says, they're going to come after me. They're going to tell you all the dirt on me. Let me just save them some time. Mm-hmm. And she just tells you all of her sins, all of her uh, shortcomings. She's like, yes, right I can be a, yes, I can be a bee. I, am to, I have been to my family my friends. They'll all tell you that. And, yes, I'm not going to deny that. But here's the thing. Leah got involved in this religion at a very, very young age. It was her entire life. That's mm-hmm. all she's really ever known. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was science. Scientology, and even before she got in the help, this is before she became famous, before she became an actress, you know, she lived, uh, she was living in Brooklyn, then they moved to Florida, which is where a lot of the, a lot of the Scientology is based down there in Clearwater, Florida, and and then she ended up in uh, LA, mm-hmm. and so my thing was, yeah, she's, she was involved in, in it for so much of her life, and it was such a huge part of her life And she's basically just telling her life story. So it's very authentic and Mm -hmm. she's very believable. So you kind of touched on a few things. For those of you who really want to hear just the inside story behind this organization, this is the book for you. She has all the details. She knows she knew all the key people. She knew you knew the leader, David Miscavige. You know, I don't want to give away too much because I want to leave all the juicy and all the great tidbits for our listeners, but if you just, you know, what was a couple things that you might just want to mention here that just really shocked you or intrigued you or like maybe something that really surprised you? For sure, the money they had to spend, but just their treatment, just, I mean... Like when she talked about working at that hotel in Florida Mm -hmm. and just the living conditions and that daycare where her little sister was at and just the way that they're treated. And I know there's probably a lot of Christian scientists out there, or is that what they're called? Christian scientists or just Scientologists? They don't they're have the word like Christian, Christian do called they? always them Scientologists. Okay, no, there's not a word no, Christian there. No. I know there's probably a lot of good Scientologists out there, and they really are just trying to do what's right, mm-hmm. and, and they're not all evil, mm-hmm. that with Leah's experiences, man, these people just sounded well, outright. she stressed that, too, that yeah. there are so many people that are just trying to be good Scientologists and do the right thing, mm-hmm. but she said it's the structure that's inherently wrong and yeah. the leaders that are corrupt. Yes, so, so it sounded like they just treated their... the were she was in florida anyway it just sounded like they just treated them like dogs and worked them to death and they weren't getting fed properly or taken care of properly they're uh separated from their parents it sounded like a nightmare well and that's the thing that got me was they these people were so brainwashed to believe that that you had to be studying and doing these courses so much that that, that was more important than being with your family. And so the part mm-hmm. that broke my heart, which you mentioned, that you kind of touched on, was she would go in the nursery where her little half-sister was, Shannon, and her, she'd be laying in her crib crying. This mm-hmm. is, they're at the organization, everybody's out working, doing their Scientology jobs. They're mm-hmm. auditing, or they're doing, or they're studying. studying or cleaning, or cleaning, or whatever. And, and these babies are all stuck in this nursery being taken care of these little teenagers. Yeah, they, and, put, they see teenagers as equals to adults, mm-hmm. uh, I guess,
1: intellectually well, she she, and everything yeah. and they would
0: leave teenagers in charge of these little daycares right. and different jobs and like 13 year olds they didn't know what they were doing right and like she said she walked in and her little half sister shannon was crying in her crib and she was soaked it hadn't been changed mm. and they said she'd be in there sometimes 10 hours at a time uh, does, That was and, heartbreaking. It, and that was heartbreaking it was definitely child abuse it was neglect or mm, neglect, neglect neglect uh that part really really bothered Leah, me i feel like it experienced bothered Leah. a lot of neglect not because mm-hmm. her mom intentionally let it happen, but because her mom was not there to oversee, so Leah and her sister, they experienced a lot of neglect in their childhood just because they were part of this organization. And once you read this book, because you're always thinking, how do people become part of, and after I read this, I truly believe it's more of a cult. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you think, how do people get so wrapped up they can't see this? Well, read this book and you'll totally understand. Mm -hmm. And she explains very well. Yeah, when you're in it from a young age and that's mm -hmm. all you know, And you see your friends and family, and then they're, that's what they want for you. Then that you're like, okay, this is a good thing. And you don't really question. They discourage you from really talking to anyone outside of the church. They don't want you to go on the Internet or listen to anything that might be anything that's negative toward it. So you're basically in a bubble, and that's all you know. And it, it helped me personally to understand how people can allow themselves to neglect mm-hmm. their family because when they think they're working for a higher good yes for a you know? greater and, good. Then, and from the outside in though it, all i could all i kept seeing was wow these people up top knew what they were doing and they were sucking people dry financially and they mm-hmm. were just trying to get rich right okay if you're a tom cruise fan this book which i am i, I am too him. but now joy i have to say it breaks my heart to hear all the things she said about Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. it sounds like he is genuinely brainwashed. Yes, it does and sound And it way. just sounds like he's a child and he's caught up in this web of lies and it, it's actually heartbreaking. So if you're a Tom Cruise fan, you probably aren't going to like this book because it's Mm-mm. very revealing. If, if the things she says are true, it's very heartbreaking yeah. you know, to hear the he, kind of he I think he's an incredible actor. He's so charismatic. He's had some of the best movies. But, yeah, if the things are true that she says, I just feel like he's in la-la land. Yeah. Like, he's not... It's like he can't yeah. see the forest for the trees, you It's know? funny, because you, you have... Or, for me, personally, I have this impression of movie stars, and he's a mega movie star. Mm-hmm. And you just think, oh, they have this perfect life. They have all this money, wealth, fame, all that. And then you hear what his life is actually like, mm-hmm. possibly, if these things are true. And it's, it's heartbreaking. I know. And it's like... Here. And even, like, yeah. at their wedding, they, they told the story about how Suri, their daughter, was laying on the bathroom floor crying. And then Leah walks in, to, like, why is she right. laying on the floor crying? And they're all just standing over looking at her, like, going, Suri, Suri, be quiet. Yeah. They were treating her like a, yeah, she was, a, like, they could just tell her to quit crying like she, she could, would. Like she could console a baby by letting her lay on the floor and tell her to quit crying, but that's just right. how weird or strange right. they are, how they look at things. Everything they talked about with Katie and Tom and just all the inside stories, I, I, I couldn't, I have to be honest, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, I can't get enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so crazy. I was like, this can't, yeah, this can't be true. The cookie dough story. That, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, guys, read the hey, book just for the Tom Cruise cookie dough story. The cookie dough story. Dough story. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll leave them a little teaser yeah, there. there's a teaser. Okay, so she does... T- <laughs> (laughs) talk about quite a few celebrities that are affiliated with Scientology. So Joy, you know, she does dish a lot of dirt, and the most telling, of course, obviously, is Tom Cruise, but was there any other celebrities she talked about that you found interesting? it was funny, yeah, when she was talking about Sharon Osbourne. Oh, yeah, that was my favorite. um, So, Leah was on The The View. View. I don't know if it was The View or The Talk. I think, I don't remember. Whatever it was, she was on that show with all the women that talk anyway, and it was so funny. She walks into a restaurant, and Sharon Osbourne and her get into... A fight, not a mm-hmm. physical fight, but but it's Sharon's like, well, what are you going to do? And Leah's like, well, I think I'm going to take this effing whatever and slam your head against yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, they just got in this huge yeah. fight, and I could not help, but that part was hilarious to me, anyway. So yeah, there's if you like good juicy gossip like that it's in there i think i already know the answer to this but do you you reckon you recommend this book yes i thought it was a definite page turner i thought it was super interesting you learn so much about leah and her life and scientology and you get the dirt on a lot of celebrities so Mm -hmm. it's a win-win personally i wish there wouldn't have been so much cursing right, in the dark, right. but, and the other negative i found which i don't know if you had a problem with this or not because i thought she did a okay there's a lot of jargon in scientology mm-hmm. i thought she did a really good job of explaining the jargon like sp is a suppressive person she talked about and guys it's so intricate and so elaborate the system that you have to go through to become clear what they call clear to, to spiritual enlightenment and all this that it, there's no you'd have to have a manual just to discern it all but joy did you feel like she discerned or mm-hmm. i'm sorry did she um explain the yeah, terminology a, well yeah she did a good job of just showing it, 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 there's a lot to it there's, yeah. a lot, there's a lot of jargon a lot to scientology and like mm-hmm. you said reaching that clear and there's so many courses you have to take and so many things they you have go to up do. the bridge yes and, and, is so complicated yeah and like lrH he's he's uh he was the founder and that's mm-hmm. short for um, l ron Hubbard right uh, that's short anyway she talks a lot about the founder of Scientology. Um, and something else that's fascinating to me and they still haven't figured out this mystery is David oh yeah. Miscavige's wife, Shelley. So he's the current C O B or yes. chairman of the, And then she called him C O B throughout the book. Yes. His wife is missing and Leah filed a missing persons report mm-hmm. and they basically the lawyer for the the Church of Scientology said, um, she doesn't want to be found case closed. And she, no one, well, she's living a private yeah, life. Yeah, and she doesn't want to be found and mm-hmm. that's that's a whole nother yeah. podcast. Yeah, and so her name's Shelly Miscavige. She has not been seen in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, Joy, before we did the podcast, I just looked real quickly to see if there was an update on it. And she still, to this day, has not been seen as far right. as I know. And I think it's interesting that Leah's the. to my knowledge, she's the only one that's filed a missing person. Yes. report. What's crazy is that the L.A., whoever it was, the LAPD or whoever... They basically just dismissed it and said, "Oh, everything's good. We've talked to them and we she's, talked to she's their okay." Lawyer. But mm-hmm. they can't prove, no one can prove that, that she's even that alive. She's alive or mm-hmm. she's being hidden uh, to away. To me that's a that's a very interesting yeah. subject. Okay. And then people are quite wondering, well why doesn't her family file a missing? Well, her family was so her mom and dad are both dead, and her mom supposedly committed suicide, but they're thinking oh, but a lot, that. yeah, a lot of people believe that that wasn't a suicide. Mm-hmm. And they said that supposedly after her mom committed suicide that her husband David said, well, I'm glad that bee is gone. Oh, And so he just, they said he's a very, very, has a very bad temper and he's known for his out, And there's allegations outbursts. that he beats. There's that allegations he has that he uh, beats people. So yeah, not doesn't look good. Like Joy said, that's probably a whole nother podcast that the head of the Scientology Church, his wife has not been seen in a decade. And why, and I guess the reason there's not anyone else looking for her is because there's no one else in her family. They're either... Devout Scientologists who are scared to say anything or they're mm-hmm. dead, is, right. is my guess. So, yeah. Okay, Joy, can you guess my rating word for the book? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many it could be. I know. Uh, how many Scientologists? I did Sea Orgs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So they have something called the Sea Org, and if you're a really high member of Scientology, you're part of the Sea Org. So how many Sea Orgs do you Okay, do you Angie, I'm going to go ahead and give it five Sea Orgs. I just thought mm. this was a really good book. Okay, yeah. Gosh, you're man, you're putting the pressure on. I'm gonna give it four and a half. Mm-hmm. And the only reason is because... I just gave it four and a half. But I'm like, what's the negative about it? Except I, for the F bombs. I know, is is and the reason my four and a half is for the F bombs. Okay, I'm changing because... my four and a half because Leah, clean up your potty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Leah, come on. There's some of us out there who don't want to hear the F word every other sentence. Right, right. Leah, we we I still love her. We still love her. We yeah. just wish she'd clean up her mouth a little yeah, bit yeah yeah so I'm gonna give it four and a half but uh, you know it's hard because I was thinking you know if someone at my church was to say oh should I read that book and then mm-hmm. they start reading it like "Holy, Angie recommended this book oh, no, you know yeah and, exactly but, so that's why I'm just like oh why did she have to have all the cussing in it but mm-hmm. anyway no, I don't care that's just me I don't like to hear that bomb every other sentence right. so, so Joy I want you to go uh maybe next summer when you're not teaching and not wearing so many hats I want you to go listen to um the series that she did. Okay, maybe we can binge watch it together. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. All right, well, thank you for listening and we will see you next time on Twin Twin Talk. Talk.